Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpachah. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday. March 7th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11 and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week, we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Exodus 33, 12-16 Now Moses said to Yehovah, See, you are saying to me, Lead this people up, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Moreover, you have said, I know you by name and you have also found favor in my eyes. Please, if I have found favor in your eyes, make me know your ways, so that I may know you and continue to find favor in your eyes. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. So he said, I myself will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If you yourself are not going along, do not lead us up from here. How will it be known that I have found favor in your eyes, I and your people? Is it not by your going along with us so that I and your people will be distinguished from every other people on the face of the earth? First Kings 18, 1-39 After some time in the third year, Yahovah's word came to Elijah, saying, Go, present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the surface of the ground. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab, while the famine was severe in Samaria. Meanwhile, Ahab called Obadiah, who was over the household. Now Obadiah greatly feared Yahovah. And when Jezebel was doing away with Yehovah's prophets, Obadiah took one hundred prophets and hid them. 
fifty to a cave, and he supplied them with bread and water. Ahab then said to Obadiah, Go through the land to all the springs of water and to all the valleys. Perhaps we can find enough grass to keep the horses and mules alive and not have all our animals die. So they divided between themselves the land they were going to pass through. Ahab went alone by one way, and Obadiah went alone by another way. As Obadiah was on his way, Elijah was there to meet him. At once he recognized him and fell face down and said, Is this you, my lord Elijah? He replied to him, It is I. Go and tell your lord, Elijah is here. But he said, What sin have I committed that you should hand your servant over to Ahab to put me to death? As surely as Yehovah your God is living, there is not a nation or a kingdom where my Lord has not sent to look for you. Afterwards they said, He is not here. He made the kingdom and the nation swear that they could not find you. Now you are saying, Go and tell your Lord, Elijah is here. When I depart from you, the Spirit of Yehovah will carry you away to a place I will not know. And when I tell Ahab and he does not find you, he will surely kill me. Yet your servant has feared Yehovah from his youth. Has my Lord not been told what I did when Jezebel was killing the prophets of Yehovah? How I hid one hundred of the prophets of Yehovah by groups of fifty in a cave and kept supplying them with bread and water? But now you are saying, Go and tell your Lord, Elijah is here. He will certainly kill me. However, Elijah said, As surely as Yehovah of armies whom I serve is living, today I will present myself to him. So Obadiah went off to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. As soon as Ahab saw Elijah, he said to him, Is this you, the one bringing great trouble on Israel? To this he said, I have not brought trouble on Israel, but you and the house of your father have, by abandoning the commandments of Yehovah, and by following the Baals. And now summon all Israel to me at Mount Carmel, as well as the four hundred and fifty prophets of Baal, and the four hundred prophets of the sacred pole, who are eating at the table of Jezebel. So Ahab sent word among all the people of Israel and collected the prophets together at Mount Carmel. Then Elijah approached all the people and said, How long will you be limping between two different opinions? If Yahweh is the true God, follow him. But if Baal is, follow him. But the people did not say a word in answer to him. Elijah then said to the people, I am the only prophet of Yahovah left, while the prophets of Baal are four hundred and fifty men. Let them give us two young bulls, and let them choose one young bull, and cut into pieces and put it on the wood, but they should not put fire to it. I will prepare the other young bull, and I will place it on the wood, but I will not put fire to it. Then you must call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of Yahovah. The God who answers by fire will show that he is the true God. To this all the people answered, What you say is good. Elijah now said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one young bull and prepare it first, because you are the majority. 
Then call on the name of your God, but you must not put fire to it. So they took the young bull that was given to them, prepared it, and kept calling on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, answer us. But there was no voice and no one answering. They kept limping around the altar that they had made. About noon, Elijah began to mock them and say, Call out at the top of your voice. After all, he is a god. Perhaps he is deep in thought or he has gone to relieve himself. Or maybe he is asleep and someone needs to wake him up. They were calling out at the top of their voice and cutting themselves with daggers and lances, according to their custom, until their blood gushed out all over them. Noon was passed, and they continued in a frenzy until the time the evening grain offering is presented. But there was no voice and no one answering. No one was paying attention. At length, Elijah said to all the people, Approach me. So all the people approached him. Then he repaired the altar of Yahovah that had been torn down. Elijah then took twelve stones corresponding to the number of the twelve tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom Yahovah's word had come, saying, Israel will be your name. With the stones he built an altar in the name of Yahovah. Then he made a trench all around the altar, an area large enough to sow, with two seah measures of seed. After that he put the pieces of wood in order, cut the young bull into pieces, and placed it on the wood. He now said, Fill four large jars with water, and pour it on the burnt offering and on the pieces of wood. Then he said, Do it again. So they did it again. Once more he said, Do it a third time. So they did it a third time. And the water ran all around the altar, and he also filled the trench with water. About the time when the evening grain offering is presented, Elijah the prophet stepped forward and said, O Yahovah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, today let it be known that you are God in Israel, and that I am your servant, and that it is by your word that I have done all these things. Answer me, O Yahovah, answer me, so that this people may know that you, Yahovah, are the true God, and that you are turning their hearts back to you. At that, the fire of Yahovah fell from above and consumed the burnt offering, the pieces of wood, the stones, and the dust, and it licked up the water from the trench. When all the people saw it, they immediately fell face down and said, Yahovah is the true God. Yahovah is the true God. Mark thirteen fourteen to 37 The day is coming when you will see the sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing where he should not be. Reader, pay attention. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. And pray that your flight will not be in winter, for there will be greater anguish in those days than at any other time since God created the world, and it will never be so great again. In fact, unless the Lord shortened that time of calamity, 
not a single person will survive. But for the sake of his chosen ones, he has shortened those days. Then if anyone tells you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. Watch out. I have warned you about this ahead of time. At that time, after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with great power and glory. And he will send out his angels to gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. Now learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things taking place, you can know that his return is very near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene before all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. And since you don't know when that time will come, be on guard. Stay alert. The coming of the Son of Man can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. When he left home, he gave each of his slaves instructions about the work they were to do, and he told the gatekeeper to watch for his return. You too must keep watch, for you don't know when the master of the household will return, in the evening, at midnight before dawn, or at daybreak. Don't let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you what I say to everyone. Watch for him. Psalm 50, 1-23 The Lord, the Mighty One, is God, and He has spoken. He has summoned all humanity from where the sun rises to where it sets. From Mount Zion, the perfection of beauty... God shines in glorious radiance. Our God approaches and He is not silent. Fire devours everything in His way, and a great storm rages around Him. He calls on the heavens above and earth below to witness the judgment of His people. Bring my faithful people to me, those who made a covenant with me by giving sacrifices. Then let the heavens proclaim His justice, for God Himself will be the judge. O my people, listen as I speak. Here are my charges against you, O Israel. I am God, your God. I have no complaint about your sacrifices or the burnt offerings you constantly offer. But I do not need the bulls from your barns or the goats from your pens. For all the animals of the forest are mine, and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountains, and all the animals of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for all the world is mine and everything in it. Do I eat the meat of bulls? Do I drink the blood of goats? 
Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Then call on me when you are in trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will give me glory. But God says to the wicked, Why bother reciting my decrees and pretending to obey my covenant? For you refuse my discipline and treat my words like trash. When you see thieves, you approve of them, and you spend your time with adulterers. Your mouth is filled with wickedness, and your tongue is full of lies. You sit around and slander your brother, your own mother's son. While you did all this, I remained silent, and you thought I didn't care. But now I will rebuke you, listing all my charges against you. Repent, all of you who forget me, or I will tear you apart, and no one will help you. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. Proverbs 10, 29 and 30 The way of the Lord is a stronghold to those with integrity, but it destroys the wicked. The godly will never be disturbed, but the wicked will be removed from the land. I want to speak to you today from our reading from chapter 13 of Mark. And these are the words of Yeshua. He is speaking to his disciples about the end of days. He outlines for them that there will be first the abomination that causes desolation that will be set up on the Temple Mount. Um, in that the altar will get shut down. That's from Daniel chapter 9. And after the altar is shut down, then this abomination that causes desolation will be set up in its place. So for that prophecy to be fulfilled, we do not need a third temple completely rebuilt. All we need to see is that the altar of God goes up on the Temple Mount and that they do the daily Tamid lamb offering, which is twice a day, 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. And then once that altar gets shut down and the abomination that causes desolation goes up, then that is the fulfillment of these, this prophecy, the words of Christ. So what Yeshua goes on to say is when they see this abomination that causes desolation, then those who are in Judea must flee to the hills. Now, as I record today's teaching, I am literally recording from Jerusalem. I just arrived a day ago, and I will be here for a number of weeks. And so, if this prophecy were to come to pass while I am here, then those who are in Judea, and that includes Jerusalem, are to immediately flee to the hills. Yeshua goes on to warn, a person out on the deck of a roof must not even go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return home even to go and get a coat. And he says, pray that your flight will not be in the winter, because it's going to be a time of great anguish. So now he goes on to say, in verse 24, at that time, after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened, The moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. 
and immediately after that, then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with great power and glory. And at that point, he will send out his angels to gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. Now I want to zoom in on this sign that he's talking about. The sun will be darkened and the moon will give no light and the stars will fall from the sky. Because this sign occurs in other places, in other books in the Bible. And we want to look at that and kind of string up the pearls and connect the dots and see where that falls in the timeline of events. Because immediately after the sun being darkened and the moon giving no light, we see that's verse 24 and 25. In verse 26, then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds. So the first place we're going to go is in Revelation chapter 6. And in chapter 6 of Revelation, we see the uh, the seals, the seven seals. And each one of the seals, one by one, is broken and opened up. So I want to look at the sixth seal. And it's spoken of in verses 12 to 14. And I saw when he opened the sixth seal, and a great earthquake occurred, and the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair, and the entire moon became as blood. And the stars of the heaven fell to the earth, as when a fig tree shaken by a high wind drops its unripe figs. And the heaven departed as a scroll that is being rolled up. And every mountain and every island was removed from its place. And in response to this, verse 15, Then the kings of the earth, the high officials, the military commanders, the rich, the strong, every slave and every free person hid in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they keep saying to the mountains and to the rocks, Fall over us and hide us from the face of the one seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. Because the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Now there's another place where we see a darkened sun and a blood-red moon. Let's go to Joel chapter 2. I'm going to start in verse 28. Joel chapter 2, verse 28. After that, I will pour out my spirit on every sort of flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. And even on my male slaves and female slaves, I will pour out my spirit in these days. Verse 30. And I will give wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of Yahovah. And everyone who calls on the name of Yahovah will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be those who escape, just as Yahovah has said, the survivors whom Yahovah calls. So in this passage, we see that the darkened sun and the blood-red moon is associated with a great outpouring of His Holy Spirit. 
we also see that this uh, darkening sun and the blood red moon um, it's in a time of great calamity because uh, those in Jerusalem are escaping. What are they escaping from? There are survivors. What are they survivors from? The last passage I want to look at that I believe ties this all together is from Ezekiel chapter 38. And this whole chapter 38 and 39 is talking about the final, the Gog-Magog war. We'll start in verse 18, chapter 38, verse 18. On that day, the day when Gog invades the land of Israel, declares the sovereign Yahovah, my great rage will flare up. In my zeal, in the fire of my fury, I will speak. And in that day, there will be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. Because of me, the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the wild beasts of the field, all the reptiles that creep on the ground, and all humans on the surface of the earth will tremble, and the mountains will be thrown down, and the cliffs will fall, and every wall will collapse to the ground. So we see this massive, massive earthquake that's being spoken of. And that connects back to what Yeshua said in Matthew or in um Mark chapter thirteen and Uh, It talks about a great shaking and also about the sun being darkened and the moon giving no light in Revelation chapter 6, where we just read the sixth seal. There's the great earthquake. A great earthquake occurs. And this earthquake is associated with the sun becoming black as sackcloth and the entire moon becoming like blood and the stars of the heaven falling from from the sky to the earth, as when a fig tree is shaken. And then we see the kings of the earth and the rich ones trying to hide from the wrath of God in the caves. So we see this same kind of an earthquake that is now tied to and connected with the Gog-Magog war. Uh, Let's pick it up in verse 19, Ezekiel 38, 19. In my zeal, in the fire of my fury, I will speak. And in that day there will be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. Because of me, the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the wild beasts of the field, all the reptiles that creep on the ground, and all humans on the surface of the earth will tremble, and the mountains will be thrown down, and the cliffs will fall, and every wall will collapse to the ground. I will call for a sword against him on all my mountains, declares Yahovah. Every man's sword will be against his own brother. I will bring my judgment against him with pestilence and bloodshed. I will rain down a torrential downpour and hailstones and fire and sulfur on him and on his troops and on the many peoples with him. And I will certainly magnify myself and sanctify myself and make myself known before the eyes of many nations, and they will have to know that I am Yahovah. So, in connecting these dots, what we see is that the blood-red moon and the darkened sun is connected to a massive, huge earthquake. 
We see the earthquake spoken of in the Revelation chapter 6 chapter. We see this same earthquake, I believe, mentioned in Ezekiel chapter 38 in the closing verses there. And so this dark uh, sun and blood-red moon is also associated to the Gog-Magog war when the armies of the north invade Israel. And so coming back to what we read in Mark chapter 13, we see uh, that when the abomination that causes desolation goes up on the Temple Mount, all those in Judea must flee. And then after this sign of the, the altar going up and then being shut down and then this abomination going up in its place, In verse 24, he says, At that time after the anguish of those days, the sun is darkened, the moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds. So there's one more place that we're going to look at. And it's found in the book of Haggai. Short little book, only two chapters. And it's found in chapter 2 of Haggai, starting in verse 6. I'm going to back up to verse 4. But now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares Yahweh, and be strong, Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, declares Yahweh, and work. For I am with you, declares Yahweh of armies. Remember what I promised you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not be afraid, for this is what Yahweh of armies says. Yet once more in a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations and the precious things of all the nations will come in. And I will fill this house with glory, says Yahweh of armies. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, declares Yahweh of armies. The future glory of this house will be greater than the former, says Yahweh of armies. So we see another great shaking that is spoken of here in Haggai, and then it is also quoted, those verses I just read are quoted in Hebrews chapter 12 about this great shaking. So it appears that we have a great shaking and a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and it's happening simultaneously. In Joel chapter 2, it talks about how God's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. The young men will prophesy, the old men will have visions and dreams, and he will pour out his spirit, and that's also associated to the darkened sun and the blood-red moon. And then here we see in Haggai chapter 2, verses 6 through 9, that this great shaking is going to shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and he's going to shake all the nations. So, Some signs we want to be watching for and looking for is when the abomination that causes desolation goes up on the Temple Mount. And before that goes up, we need to see the altar go up on the Temple Mount. 
and for the daily sacrifice, the daily tamid lamb offering, which was offered twice a day at 9 a.m. and 3 p.m., that will go up first, and then it will get shut down, and the abomination will go up in its place. Then Yeshua warns his people, those who are in Judea, to flee immediately. And the anguish of those days would be shortened. Then the sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light. And then, verse 26 of Mark 13, everyone will see the sign of the Son of Man coming on the clouds with great power and glory, and he will send out his angels to gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. So no matter where you are, New Zealand, Australia, Europe, Canada, North America, South America, Africa, India, Singapore, China, Asia, Africa, wherever you are, that's a promise that he's going to send out his angels to gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you that you reveal to us ahead of time what you're going to do, that you do have a great and an awesome and a mighty and a powerful plan at the end of the ages, that you're going to shake the nations with a great earthquake, that we're going to see signs in the heavens with the darkened sun and the blood-red moon, that there will be a great, huge earthquake. And then the Son of Man will come in the clouds. We thank you, Father, that you show us and reveal to us these things in advance. We put our trust in you. Our eyes are upon you. Yeshua, we can't wait for when you do return, for when you come back and gather in your people. We love you. We bless you. And we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Now I want to add a quick postscript, a P.S. As I record this, and as I mentioned earlier, I am in Jerusalem and I will be here for several weeks. There have been a number of earthquakes in the last 10 days. The first one was huge and it was in Turkey and thousands and thousands of people have died from that earthquake and were buried in the rubble. It also affected Syria and even some of that trembling could be felt all the way into Israel. Since then, um, the government of Israel has now, um, they're now going back and reviewing their earthquake policy, taking a look at building codes and seeing what they need to do to strengthen the building codes. And even just yesterday, there was yet another tremor, another earthquake shaking in the Middle East. And so there is an earthquake fault that does run through Israel. And we're seeing some smaller, minor shaking going on. But sometimes those smaller shakings precede the big one. Now, the big one could be off years into the future, but it could happen anytime, anytime. And so we're beginning to see the signs of the soon return of the Messiah. And that, beloved, is Wonderful news. That is very good news. He is our husband. He is our betrothed. And when he returns, he will deal with the wickedness and the evil that is in the nations. 
and he will deal with all of that and set up his 1,000-year kingdom. And we look forward to that day. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.